Bradaloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1111. Wait. Make a wish. July 13th, 2023. My dad would have been 106 today. Wow. Hmm. He'd be tired, I bet. I bet he would. 105 (laughs) degrees on this day in 1936. Just that endless streak of... Oh, I meant to look this up. Rook, look up hottest temperature ever recorded in U.S. All right? Got it. I think you'll get something out of Death Valley. Well, John Kerry said it was yesterday. 105 degrees in 1936, 50 degrees on two occasions, 1926 and 1990. The swimming season is here. We're in full swing. There is still time to make your beach the envy of your shoreline with Aquaside products. They get rid of all the stuff you don't want in the swimming area. You know, on the side of the dock the kids use, you want that just to be perfect. The other side of the dock can be like clamshells and stuff where you don't want to go. Got it. Hey, you'll crab Mm-hmm. But you go over on this side where they used Aquaside, it's nothing but a pure sandy bottom. They have the products to do it. They're made in White Bear Lake. They work quickly. They're easy to use. They're registered with all the authorities so nobody gets hurt. No fish, no people, no nothing. Here's what you do. Call Aquaside. The products are made in White Bear Lake. Call Aquaside. Tell them the problem you you have what you're looking at. Literally stand down there with your cell phone and tell them what you're looking at. They'll get you the right products. 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. Uh, the reason I asked you that, Rook, is one of the subheads on the Drudge Report is Death Valley could hit 130 degrees. What have you found? I found I've got the hottest temperatures in all 50 states. I don't want that. I want the hottest temperature ever recorded in the United States. Looks like 134 in California. Yeah, probably Death Valley. My guess. What year? It doesn't give a year. I think it was 1934. My point being, 130 degrees is dreadful, dreadfully hot, but it's not the hottest ever recorded. It's so hot. How hot is it? How hot is it? That it's dreadful. In fact, the highest temperature ever recorded in California, 134 degrees, is also the hottest air temperature on record on Earth and was measured in Death Valley, California, July 10th, 1913. 1913? Yes. Oh, thank you. It's so cold, though, meantime, in this godforsaken state. Uh, how how cold, cold is it in this godforsaken state? Are you ready for this? <laughs> There's still piles of snow at the airport. Oh, I saw the video of that. Are you kidding me? And that's what the guy that jumped off the wing was trying to go play with the snow. We should should get five gallons of that and send it to Will Steger. Yes. Oh, my God, Kenny, you're a genius. (laughs) At the end of the hottest week on record. We well, still have snow is. at the airport. It, it's probably because it's so covered up with dirt and it's garbage and grime, right? Yeah. So, it, so it's insulated. Well, yeah. plus it's just virtually nuclear waste when you figure <laughs> all the so chemicals hard. that are on it. <laughs> Not that white, fluffy snow you'd probably eat. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's the uh, according to the airport's Twitter account. 
The pile of snow that was building up all winter was still lingering as of last Friday. Isn't that something? Uh, much, if not most, of the pile looks to be sand and debris, and certainly not the sort of material you'd use to build a snowman. Mm-hmm. All right. I, uh, I doesn't, would three, like- doesn't 3M out in Maplewood, aren't they famous for... A big pile of snow at the east end of their vast parking yes, lot. Yes, that's their dumping grounds for yeah. the snow. It, it does debris! take that long. Debris! I, I can comment on the 3M snow pile, but I cannot comment on the airport snow pile due to the fact that I have not been briefed. I, I have not been briefed. That was right. coming, the briefing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you know what you should do is fire off an angry memo asking why you haven't been briefed. I should be included in this. <laughs> Where is my update? Yes. I need to know these things. Why was, am I always the last one to know? Was there, in fact, an efficiency meeting about the snow pile? Uh, not specifically about the snow pile. Got it. Uh, but we did have the efficiency meeting and then the customer Such, service uh, award. Such, you running this show or what's going on here? World example of... <laughs> Mental illness. Uh-oh. <laughs> World example of mental illness. Ukraine Zelensky <laughs> is meeting with Greta Thunberg to address the war's effect on ecology. What the hell? That makes me rethink everything. Wow. Now, I told you earlier in the week, <laughs> I'm making a concerted effort to lower my standards when it comes to Everything. Yes. Yeah. Everything. How's, that, how's that going for you? We appreciate that. <laughs> but this, I don't know what to think about this. People are uh, dying mercilessly, children. Uh, you have a lunatic in Russia that's randomly killing children in the Ukraine. And Zelensky, who shows me nothing here meets with Greta Thunberg, who knows nothing, to address the war's effect on ecology. Holy crap. It's a world example of mental illness. You know who covered this story? The Winnipeg Free Press. Hmm. That's the only found it. An unlikely... Uh, the Winnipeg Free Press. Did they come across as unbiased in this report? I don't know. Who cares? Oh, they okay. met. They met two weeks ago, actually. Yeah, they June, got around June 30th. to it. Yeah. Time Magazine has it. Wall Street Journal has it. The Hill has it. All sorts of people. Okay, have that's it. an example of mental illness to me. Yeah. That's a. I don't know what to think about. But the when world. you have bombs going off and you have damage to septic tanks or to power centers, etc., you have an enormous release of uh, of greenhouse gas, of methane, of uh, you know all of the family of greenhouse gases. John, I hate to break this to you, but about half yeah. the world still poops outside. <laughs> okay, it's not treated, it's not taken uh, care of. Including the Amish, if you saw that piece in today's Star Tribune. I did not. I did yeah. not. They're going to be allowed to continue pooping in the outhouse and dumping their gray water no, in the I mean, backyard. No, I mean outside. No outhouse. Oh, so back up against a bumper or the garage. Go to India find, and find a these log. poor devils are pooping out. They don't even have a Mr. Chair. Well, they, they do break stride, right? I mean, they at least stop. They're not like cattle. I would right? like to see the they Indian version of Mr. Chair, though. Be, you know what it'd be? Rickety. Rickety, yeah. yes. It yeah. would be. Even brand new, it would look like it's 50 years yeah. old. They got it at Walmart. <laughs> and it would be on a train crowded with people, cattle, and chickens. Yeah. And then when they go, they say, four, 
three, two, one. Lift off. I have news on the cocaine, and not news. I have an observation about the cocaine found in the White House. Go ahead, slow hand. Anything you want. First of all, why did they release the news in the first place? Well, because they probably thought it was a chance to defend Biden. By they, I mean CNN, the New York Times, Washington Post. They probably thought it was a chance to defend the president against the evil, dark forces that find him insufferable. And they're going to poison him with, what's that stuff we were all afraid of one time? The white powder that uh, uh, came uh, in. Anthrax. 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 They probably thought, let's release this. Somebody's trying to get anthrax in the White House. Okay. Then they examine it. It's cocaine. Yep. Now they can't identify how it got there. Sure. So that tells you a couple things. Well, first of all, it tells you they're lying. They're either lying, and I don't care, by the way. There's probably been cocaine in the White House before, and there probably will be again. Right, but here's why y'all looking at me? <laughs> because you're a likely suspect. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, it was in a visitors area, a cloakroom where visitors have to check items. Okay. Okay. So you're either lying to me, or you don't have security cameras in the White House. This should have been a mystery solved in 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Right. Instead, it's dragged out. For two weeks of news cycles. And now the conclusion is the Secret Service says it's cocaine, but they can't identify a suspect. Well, they can't identify a suspect because it's a suspect they don't want to identify. What else are we to conclude? You either conclude that or you have to believe that the president of the United States is so poorly secured wow. that no cameras cover an area of the West Wing where visitors enter. I find that. So you and I can just walk in, apparently, with that with a big device that says Acme Bomb Company. <laughs> we wouldn't be identified. Or is it they're allowing certain items in? Acme Bomb, no, we're going to act. But cocaine, come on in. Well, remember when we toured? We toured the West Wing. Right. Because the president wasn't there. Mm-mm. What, um, I'm glad you brought that up because my question was, what items did you two check at the door when you, uh, well, when you uh, uh, run a search you, for White House tour? No, to tell you the truth, I don't recall ever having to check anything. Well, we had to give our IDs and our driver's licenses in the, what's called White House tour. Okay. Yeah, White House um, tour. We have video. Or we had our guy Stout, who was a Stillwater grad. Yeah, uh, and he was a Secret Service guy. We were there for Radio Row, and we got an exclusive West Wing tour. As you walk through the White House, please make sure that you don't touch anything or sit on anything. This is what we went through. And now, please follow mm-hmm. me. Guys, hands off! We're going into the China room. Kelly Secret Lynn. Service is watching us. Hey, why would we dedicate a room in the White House to China? That's pretty stupid. What they do for us? Listen, just shut up and pay attention. Maybe you'll learn something. Shh. China, like this. Look at this. Oh. 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 Hey, nice oh. going, Ace. Now what do we do? Let's get out of here right now. Go. Go. Come on. Hey, what's next? I don't know. It's a room with a bunch of That's papers good. in it. Well, here, give it to me. What do you got? Oh, I don't know what this well, is. Well, let me see it. <clears throat> let me... Just leave it. Let's go to the next room. We got to catch up. What's in there, Kelly? Oh, 
Oh, look at this beautiful red wallpaper. It's silk. Hey, Brooke, don't poke your finger in it. Look at this stuff. This is how they build canoes. You know, it's Jesus. kind of the canvas over there. Oh, that's that was not good. That was not quick. Let's, Let's go. go. Let's go. Ooh, look at that red phone ringing in the hallway. No, don't pick it up, you dummy. What should I say? Hello, this is the president. <laughs> Happy birthday, Mr. President. Put the phone down now. Come on. Hey, is that a bust of Lincoln? No, that's a busted Lincoln. I what do love thespians it. we were. Keeping the theme wow. of GL wow. production. You guys are yeah. no expense. Highest quality. <laughs> do you know how many times? Do you know how many sound effects I had to oh. find for the fallen bust no, of Lincoln? Here, here, back no, here's the question. First one I found. Here's the question. What? Was that so bad it was okay? Yes. Yes. 100%. Okay, that's uh, the key. Yes. It's uh, got to be so. HS. No. That it's got to uh, be good. But you yeah, come and look at this is the kind of stuff they make canoes uh, out of. No, like, no, not okay. Not oh, good. yikes. It's just awful. It's really, really awful. So you didn't trip in a bag. Oh, over this a bag. Is the president. <laughs> <laughs> and you do six different presidential voices, and that's the one you I came know. up what with. What was that? It was probably about 98, maybe? No, that was 2002. It was? When we got invited to the White House for radio days. So um, W would have been in. Yeah, but he, yeah, wasn't, but he there. wasn't there. Oh, yeah, true. Who marched through the room 15 times to make sure everybody knew he was there? Sean Hannity. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Secret uh, Service officials combed through security systems and indexed several hundred individuals who entered the West Wing in the days preceding the discovery. They were unable to identify a suspect. Microphone, Such. Yeah. Oh. There you Talk. go. With the microphone. Secret Service officials combed through security systems and indexed several hundreds of individuals who entered the West Wing in the days preceding the discovery. They were unable to identify a suspect. There was no surveillance video footage found that provided investigative leads and or other means for investigators to identify who may have deposited the found substance in this area. So they have no physical evidence. They have so nothing. the location, though, I've, I'm reading the, believe it or not, the Wikipedia recounting of this. And it went from being in the library to the West Wing to the West Executive entrance, not the West Wing It's a lobby. game of Clue, isn't it? Right. Yeah. I, and it's the entrance where the limo or SUV for the vice president is parked. Dun, dun, dun. No wonder that moron can't talk. <laughs> She's Jonesing. Yeah. Uh, well, let's start the, with the, this. The Coke was in a cubby. Yeah. The yep. cubbies yep. are a... Now, get this. We're supposed to buy this BS, too. <laughs> the cubbies are in a blind spot for security cameras. Uh-huh. Does that make sense? Does not no, make it does not. Any sense. That does not make any sense. Uh, cameras are not trained directly on the cubbies near the lower level entrance where it was discovered. Hmm. So, therefore... They can't identify who might have left it behind. Plus, here's another thing I've always wondered about this. If you have some Coke, and you got this far into the West Wing, you got a little plastic bag of it. Yeah. Why are you going to put it in a cubby? Why don't you just keep it in your pocket? You know, was, the, the, the last time that there was cocaine in the White House, this is legitimate. Do you remember the basketball player Gary McClain? 
He was a Vaguely. national champion. Yeah. So they all went to go see President Reagan. Right. And he was all coked up. Yep. And he got freaked out that there was going to be a, a cocaine detector that oh. you know, he walked through. Well, I, I think Matthew's onto something. I've been told, I, I don't know this um, um, firsthand, yeah. that sometimes when people that are you know, what they call holding, um, and they see a police dog, these people freak out and get rid of whatever they're holding. Oh, I see. Yeah, that would be a good this reason. Is, to... I, I've, I've read this in a book somewhere okay. or something. Saw it on Stripes. I yeah. think I... Are you holding? I have your explanation. Well, the president and I feel very strongly that we should not be burdened by things the way they've always been. Right. We should be looking to what should be. Right. And so the fact that Secretary Holland is the first native uh, secretary in, the, in a president's cabinet is because we believe that's that there's that's that representation should occur it should happen and um and so that's the work that we are doing is this the moron hmm? yeah well, that was her explanation well let's cocaine. let's wrap it up this way again the american public is merely being lied to they they either they either are lying or they're the security for the president of the united states is not very good now, again, cocaine doesn't necessarily uh, indicate that someone's out to get a president, but it suggests a, uh, a person of questionable character who's hauling the drugs around with him or her. I think it's, I think it's Kamala. And they, they just apparently have no means of detecting that. That's what you're supposed to believe. Okay. And um, I, I don't believe that. I, I don't believe there's a dead spot. But again... You'll be 15 minutes late paying your taxes. Yeah, you're going to get bustified. For the first time ever, EcoFund Motorsports in Forest Lake and Burnsville is having a manufacturer's authorized electric bike sale. There are plenty of bike riding season left. Buy any Bintelli or Scootstar electric bike at the regular price, and you're getting a second one of equal or lesser value at 50% off. Note, note that sentence. Second one of equal or lesser value. Go for the equal. <laughs> go for the equal value. And then you get two. Put yep. them on your camper. You can go off-road riding on some of these electric bikes. They're absolutely fantastic. Bintelli or Scootstar electric bikes of manufacturers. Authorized sale. Tim has to do what they're telling him to do. Let's go. So, And they worked hard with Bintelli and Scootstar to be able to offer this quality electric bike at amazing sale prices this July. Not only uh, the electric bikes, for which you'll get the correct fit. They got a great parking yep. lot. Take, don't leave there until you know it's the perfect fit. They got a great big parking lot. Kayla will help you. Uh, also, they have youth recreational equipment. The gas scooters that turn urban errands into adventures. Uh, really cool motorcycles. They've got the helmets, the apparel. Great service. It's EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. All you do is uh, get off on 97 and go west a couple of blocks, and there it is. Boom. And in Burnsville, it's, uh, it's just on the service road of life near County Road 42. Also, a great website, EcoFunMotorsports.com.
You know, the investment game can be awfully tricky, especially in these volatile times. And that's why you need the best and also somebody that you can trust. And that's why I rely on Josh Arnold. We know him as Mr. Money Talk around these parts. And he's here for you. So give him a call today for that free 48-minute no-obligation consultation by dialing 952-925-5608. 952-925-5608. Josh has been at this a long time with a track record of success, and he's here to help you. So give him a call today. No obligation. That's right. No obligation. It's absolutely free. 952-925-5608. And tell him you heard about him here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Rich at Maple Grove Lock and Safe, still celebrating the 4th of July with Liberty Safes and a big sale going on there at Maple Grove Lock and Safe. Your valuables will be secure and safe from all that could harm them. And at the same time that you're buying a safe, you're celebrating savings uh, on the most popular versions of the Liberty Safes. Uh, this deal means we save now and then enjoy peace of mind forever and ever. Amen. The Liberty Safe, the best one made. You hear me say that almost every day right here in the United States by us Americans. Uh, lifetime warranties, fully transferable forever. And of course, Joe actually asked a couple of weeks ago, the best fire protection in the business. Yes, sir, Mr. Mayor, the best. And thanks to Rich at Maple Grove Lock and Safe, professional delivery and installation available. All you have to do is ask. You can do that two ways. Pick up the phone, give them a call, 763-494-9075, or better yet, stop in that showroom open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 p.m. at 6901 East Fish Lake Road in Maple Grove. You can also make an appointment uh, and talk to him on a Saturday, but that's appointment only. And, of course, everything he sells right there on the website, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. live at Heights House. Just <laughs> sitting in the basement. I just hear this all day long. I have, I've started the ball rolling, Joe, and um, I don't know, if, should I tell him this or not, John? Yeah, what the hell, let's tell him right now. Uh, I plan on purchasing that, uh, what the hell is that song? The Cold. Ice or Cold. Ice, Ice Cold. Ice Cold. I'm going to own that song free and clear 100%. Uh, and I'm going to put that song on the market, and I'm going to retire a billionaire. Okay. <laughs> Will you promise to listen every day? Good plan. To, to you? Yeah. <laughs> ah, that's funny. Ah, yeah. yeah. That's the laughter they all had in uh, North by Northwest when Cary Grant goes back the next, next day, day and says, I was there. there. I saw that. It's a good one. That's a classic. <laughs> God. I have some notes about the recent Supreme Court decisions on uh, college loans and uh, affirmative action. Ambert writes, we have two recent SCOTUS decisions. One states that you are to be eligible and should be considered for college based on your abilities and merit and not on your race. Another says you need to pay for your college debt. 
This is seen as some sort of conservative racist power grab if you watch the standard news-gathering organizations. Most would say it's stating... Uh, most would say it's stating in law, which should be self-evident to any civilization. You get what you earn and you pay, you, you pay your debts. I don't know why this would be cause for alarm. If you are unhappy with these, these decisions, I suggest you skip college, avoid assuming $100,000 in debt for a degree in gender studies, and do something useful. More tradesmen, fewer activists. Tradition is a set of solutions for which we have forgotten the problems. Throw away the solution and you get the problem back. From Donald Kingsbury, a person with whom I'm unfamiliar, Amber writes. And there's a great Thomas Sowell quote. When people get used to preferential treatment, equal treatment seems like discrimination. That's from Thomas Sowell. The uh, Boston University School of Law students have been urged to seek therapy (laughs) in the wake of several conservative Supreme Court decisions. Why do you even have to use the word conservative? Aren't they just common sense Supreme Court decisions? Merit and pay your debts? Those Those are now thought to be conservative thoughts? Uh, Jordy has a, con- a therapy chicken he's willing to, to let loose. <laughs> Boston University student, students urge to seek therapy uh, because they are so fraught with anxiety, including the striking down the use of racial preferences and uh, the idea that people uh, would be expected to pay back their loans. Uh, what uh, we've toyed with this in the past, or we've 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 approached it. What what kind of lawyers are we going to have ten years from now, fifteen years from now, maybe two years from now? What kind of doctors? I want my surgeon. What to know kind what he's doing. of what kind of accountants? What kind of aerospace engineers? Although I think they'll. They'll still be okay because that's such a narrowly defined discipline to pursue that you can find the tunnel for that in the yeah. failed academy and come out the other end. But uh, law schools in particular are showing their true colors uh, by urging the students to seek therapy. Also, how about the law school students who over the years have reacted with pouting and uh, uh, needing a safe space because a so-called conservative speaker is coming to campus. Yeah. What, the, yeah. These these law schools are uh, really first and foremost at the head of the failed academy, aren't they? They're they're really getting there. Boston University School of Law. I would imagine. I think I know a guy who's got a degree. A friend of mine, I think, is Boston University. Wouldn't that I would have assumed that would be about as prestigious as you can get for a law degree. I would imagine so. Boston University School of Law. And now these these cupcakes <laughs> are being told that we understand if you're uh, if you're distraught and you're upset and you're you're wondering about your future if people will only be getting in here on merit or if you have to pay back your loans. We understand that, and we we have here's a list of therapists we recommend. Uh, 
that that might be able to help you. Do you think there's a well? There, well, there, boy, the disclaimers are really going to have to uh, be in play. For okay, yes, I did all my schooling. I did, or I only did one year, and then I hit the road. And shouldn't you, as a lawyer, as a lawyer, you should be able to, <clears throat> without emotion, debate either for or against the prosecution of somebody? I mean, I, I'm talking about simple debate club rules. Of course. It, it, the debate club is pretty much dead, right? Because these people need to go into therapy if they're right. given the wrong, according to them, the wrong side of the argument. Right. How dare they? When, in fact, even if you don't believe in the point, you you need to, it's my belief as a lawyer, be able to argue that point. Right. For years, I thought if I had to do over again, I would I would have been a lawyer. And I'm over that, obviously. Uh, I'm over that hump. But I would have been the last of of the lawyers who went through a normal academy. Uh, given my age, I would have been in law school when you didn't uh, get a recommendation to seek therapy for something that disappointed you. We know a guy that went through Billy Mitchell, what, about 10 years now ago, guys? I don't know. Uh, it'd be fun to talk to him about what he learned at, the, at that... Uh, well, you're not narrowing it down because I I probably know 25 guys who went to Billy Mitchell. He works. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Where does he work? Upstairs. Uh, oh. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? Uh, anyway, I thought you'd be interested in knowing that. Yeah. That. Uh, that we're all screwed. <laughs> that two common principles of of life as we know it are thought to be mean-spirited do you don't do you find that surprising really yeah no it's not surprising i know people that were inconsolable for four years while trump was in office i mean they were grieving yeah i also know a, a young kid when a bush who was in the election after clinton left office who was that it was bush to gore, right? gore and gore bush and gore when gore lost this Gal broke out into tears and could not be consoled. Is she in a home now somewhere? <laughs> oh no, she's. <laughs> I think she's in her thirties, obviously by now, and has taken kids a short bus somewhere. Successful and yeah, she was a neighbor's kid. Yeah, well, she'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a lot of news on the uh, the uh, batteries that we've been discussing and the fact that they're. They're uh, often mined artisanally by kids and moms in the Congo. Hmm. And I got a note from Johnny Fargo, who writes, uh, and he's down in the Dallas area. And he said, I'm not sure about other EVs, but Tesla has replaced nearly all of the cobalt in its battery technology with nickel. Nearly all of the cobalt from so-called artisanal mines where tender-age African kids are used as slave labor to extract cobalt from holes in the earth with their bare hands, that's used in cell phones. Nearly all cell phones are made in China, most notably the Apple iPhone. Okay. EVs are not the culprit here. Yes, they are. In fact, Tesla is going to have third-party monitoring and auditing to prove that there is no artisanal mined cobalt in their batteries. If that's true, my hat's off to Elon. Okay. By doing this, Tesla is probably the only responsible company in the lithium battery ecosystem. Anyone who's concerned about children mining cobalt should ditch their iPhone. 
including and especially Terry Gross. Adding even more irony, most liberals love Apple, Apple and own iPhones more than any other smartphone because Apple identifies as a liberal company. What are you willing to give up to end artisanal mining by tender-age children? This is akin to what are you willing to give up to save the planet from global climate change? So instead of flying around in private jets to squawk about climate change, Congress and the legislatures of other countries should enact labeling laws so consumers know where the raw materials for the batteries in their devices come from. Okay, I think that's brilliant. But this would really adversely affect China. We all know how China feels about human rights, so it's not going to happen. We have cruelty-free cosmetics and toiletries that claim to not be tested on animals. But we can't have lithium batteries that are certified child labor-free? I think this guy's got a great idea. Unless, he said, you buy Tesla. Johnny Fargo, about 25 minutes south of the Dallas cluster of the country's tallest buildings. And I'm using cluster in the pejorative, if you know what I mean. I think I do. <laughs> it's an old sports writing term. Ah, cluster. Cluster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Gary writes, the plant mentioned in the show by Chris, the Ford battery plant in Michigan, what mm-hmm. are you looking at? What are you looking at? Twitter. Joe. Twitter. Sometimes I have to look at the recording to see if the levels are correct. I'm reading a CNN piece from over a year ago confirming what uh, Johnny Fargo just said. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. The plant mentioned on the show by Chris is going to produce LFP batteries. These are the lithium iron phosphate chemistry and do not contain any cobalt or nickel. Hmm. There are many chemistries used in Li batteries. Lithium ion is a general term used for all of these battery types from Wikipedia. The lithium iron phosphate battery or LFP battery is a type of lithium ion battery using lithium ion phosphate as the cathode material and a graphite carbon electrode with a metallic backing as the anode. Because of their lower cost, high safety, low toxicity, long cycle life, and other factors, LFP batteries are finding a number of roles in vehicle use. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good, because I just want to put China out of business right. in the Congo. Also, iron and phosphates are very common in the Earth's crust. LFP contain neither nickel nor cobalt, both of which are supply-constrained and expensive. As with lithium, lithium, human rights and environmental concerns have been raised concerning the use of cobalt. Environmental concerns have also been raised regarding the extraction of nickel. I have attached a chart of the different chemistries of the major types. And he did. Uh, so all is not bleak on the battery front. Advances in battery tech are promising. Okay. More than you wanted to know about LI batteries. Good luck, Gary Eckert. Thank you. All right. Let's, I, I would, I, I think if, if I had to go and get a new iPhone, and there was a label on it that said, this phone contains cobalt from the Republic of Congo, I would hope I would not buy it. You would. 
Well, Tell me, I, again. I don't think Everybody so because different line. because I don't. I as given my age, I'm not as dependent on these things as the younger generation. The younger generation isn't going to look, look for the label; they don't care. No. Yeah. Tell me, again, uh, tell me again what you said about China and LFP batteries. So you were talking about putting them out of business. Well, if you can get an, uh, a, a warning label on an iPhone that says this, this device contains uh, cobalt uh, mined in the Congo, that's gonna, and you don't buy it, that hurts China because they own 15 of the 17 mines in the Congo. Mm. Mm. 44% of electric vehicles sold in China use LFP batteries. Talking bad, uh, um, cars here. Talking, he said. Yeah, we're talking. Cars talking. Here. Thank you. I thought he said something else too. So uh, nice. I yes. Oh, what? What? No, you're fine. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, here, if if you have to have one of these electric cars, just that's just additional homework for you to do. Mm-hmm. Where right. where where did my battery come from gotcha. to to power this car? And and get proof of it. Get the writing. What you want is your battery made out of. Phosphate. I want my battery not made by China using children. That's what I want. I second that. Here, here. But there are even, I guarantee you, the vast majority of people would watch that entire video, read that entire article that you mentioned yesterday, and still not think twice about buying an iPhone made of cobalt. I understand. What is this? And that's the shame of it. It's not only I'm finding in my research here, uh, just cell phones, anything with a lithium ion battery, so the little batteries, right? uh, Mm -hmm. Cell phones, tablets, e bikes, electric toothbrushes, tools, hoverboards, scooters, and the list goes on. So they're a a part of our daily life, whether we like it or not. It's like plastic. and they all have cobalt, all the lithium. Well, we're facing the same thing. The people that hate um, um, oil are facing. We use oil in everything because we don't yep. hate it, right? But we're facing the same dilemma. Right? You, know, you see what I'm saying? Okay. As the flashlight king, I better reevaluate my inventory. Well, as long as they're not rechargeable, they're okay, right? Uh, I have uh, two rechargeables. I've got a spotlight in my truck that you can see the curve of the earth with. It's I, so powerful. I got one for the bolt like God, that. I love it. Yeah, plug it into the cigarette lighter yep. deal, yep. and boom, you light up a yep. distant shoreline. Okay. Yep. <laughs> you, you can actually, with mine, you can see through walls. It's that powerful. Whoa. Yeah. You can see <laughs> yep. what you and the missus are doing when I'm going by at 50 miles an hour, shining your house. Chris writes, hail the flashlight kid. Hail you. you asked earlier this week what people are willing to give up to stave off climate change, assuming it's man-made. It's a GL question and a fair one, but now we need to ask it in a different direction. We've known for years that our source for batteries was nefarious at best, but the piece you read on Wednesday really laid it bare. Most GLers have shirked electric car ownership, so are off the hook on that account. However, the smart device I'm listening to GL on and I'm holding right now while typing holds material that likely came out of that mine. Am I willing to give up my smart device? It's a grim question. Hmm. Chris. And one more note on this, because Tim Buck, too, always does a lot of research for the show. When I ask you to do the research, you know what you say? I ask, go ask Tim Buck, too. I can't. 
Yeah. I'm going to get to I that can. today. I've oh, got the phrases <laughs> that were invented by you and Reavers. Okay. <laughs> We've got new rules being instituted yeah. today. Tim writes, on Wednesday's podcast, you discussed an article in The Federalist by Joy Pullman about the U.N.'s potential power grab by creating something called an emergency platform to deal with climate emergencies. Pullman's linked... Uh, Pullman's... Pullman linked to an article written last week by her colleague Justin Haskins, which contains the details of this disturbing proposal. If you click on the links within this article, you will be taken directly to the U.N. website for the original source material. One of the documents he refers to is a speech given by U.S. Ambassador Chris Liu endorsing the emergency platform. In a speech at the U.N. on March 10, 2022, Ambassador Liu said the following. We also appreciate the Secretary General's out-of-the-box thinking about how to institutionalize these efforts, including a focus on future generations, the emergency platform, elevation of gender equality and human rights, enhanced efforts to fight climate change, whatever pandemic, war, or climate emergency, we must have more nimble mechanisms to come together rapidly and efficiently. All of this is scheduled to be implemented at an Orwellian conference the U.N. is calling the Summit of the Future. Ms. Pullman's article indicated this summit is scheduled for September of this year, but it is actually scheduled for September of 2024. The U.N. website lists 11 specific goals for this summit. The second goal is stated as follows. Better respond to global shocks. Put in place a stronger international response playbook for complex global shocks, maximizing the use of the Secretary General's convening power in the form of an emergency platform. Mm. If you ask people what the main purpose of the U.N. should be, most would say to maintain world peace. Like its predecessor, the League of Nations, it has failed miserably. Ukraine is a member of the U.N. How's that working out for them? People like Putin respect and fear NATO, but laugh at the U.N. That is why Ukraine desperately wants to join NATO. The U.N. has devolved into a woke debating club, a toothless tiger. They can't even help the people of the Ukraine. Now they're going to save the world? The link below takes you to Justin Haskins' article in The Federalist. If you click on the links within this article... You'll be taken directly to the U.N. website for the original source material. And he linked me to this, and I thank him, and I will do so. I got this uh, email late today, so I've not that's, done the linking yet. That's what I was reading from yesterday. I, I read yes, a portion of that. Front. Yeah, it's, it, it's uh, shocking, disappointing, and dare I say, scary. And this is the type of work that Tim does that my staff does not <laughs> And we thank him for that uh, <laughs> profoundly. You always have a positive spin, don't you? You know what it is? It's Thursday. It's, you know, I'm happy that he wants to go that extra mile. I mean, I could do it. Tasked with it, I, I, I could eventually do it, but he's way more efficient than it, I. It, it's funny how it, when you ask for something, at least to me, before the show, 
I usually seek it out and try to find it and yeah. educate yeah, myself. I don't, I don't have that. It, it's not quite as efficient when you just bring it up randomly during the show. Maybe and then that's we have what to it is. Chase Ken, our tail Kenny. and race. Right. And, it makes uh, me nervous. Am I going to get the right information? Yeah, yeah, and then try to get a word in a word in edgewise because you never pause. You never let us talk. <laughs> may I, may I'm, I, glad, I'm glad I'm two and a half hours away right now. <laughs> May I suggest that <laughs> yeah, what uh, Tim was responding to okay. was what we discussed yesterday. Uh -huh. Today he presents the material. That's also what you guys could have done. Could. Yeah. I wasn't feeling well, it. Since could have. <laughs> you've done it already, how can I duplicate it? Yeah. We What's weren't, the point? We're, as Kenny said, we weren't feeling it. And plus, we yeah. know GLers um, are, love being—they love being mansplainers. And who are we to get in the way of them? Yes. Yeah, Why would we deny them this kind of opportunity? <laughs> That's a slap in the face of the United States of America. Yeah. And I'm not going to sit here. <laughs> <laughs> What's the term for that? We have uh, a term for that. Honored. I've, I've just got honored. I just got honored. Mm -hmm. Let's let's come back with Johnny Height. But first, let me mansplain about the best bank going right now. When your business is looking to capitalize on an opportunity or solve a problem, turn to the experts at North American Banking Company. There is no shortage of banking options here in the Twin Cities. So if you're tired of being just a number to your big national bank, well, then be sure to check out my friends at North American Banking Company. They invest in the people, businesses, and organizations that make the Twin Cities a great place to live. And I'm a customer, and you'll be happy if you decide to make the switch. They first opened back in 1998, and they made a promise to deliver a better banking experience for their customers, where you know your banker and they know you. While a lot has changed since 1998, this commitment to being a true community bank in the Twin Cities, that is has not. And they offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other banks, but with the service of a community bank. Their locations, they got six of them. Roseville, 50th and France, Hastings, Woodbury, Shoreview, and their new location is over there in Maple Grove. Check them out online right now, today. NABankco.com NABankco.com That's their website. North American Banking Company, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. A super positive Thursday today, Mr. Mike Schoonover on the line with us, fresh from the doctor's office. Uh, positive <laughs> Thursday brought to us by Schoonover Body Works and Auto Care. They're up in Shoreview, 1060 County Road E. Uh, and uh, some very positive vibes coming from Shoreview today. The construction on Lexington is almost done. The construction on Schoonover's uh, new building almost done. Uh, Mike, you're on the line with us. How's it going, buddy? It's going really good, Kenny. You're right. Yeah, lots of lots of a lot of things are happening, and a lot of good things are happening. So, all right, uh, very, very excited up here. Uh, I don't want to bring you down. Oh, and you know what? I'm going to do do to you what we make uh, Joe do. I want you to somehow put a positive spin on the insurance business. Can you do that for us, Mike? I sure can. Yeah, I can do that. That's a good challenge. Hey, so um, I want to mention to GLers that uh, all those those insurance companies that have the really cute, funny, uh, gimmicky type commercials or ads that are running nonstop, twenty four seven. Oh yes, are not your friend. 
and uh, they do oh. not have your best interest in mind. So uh, I just want to remind GLers that when you do shop for insurance, and if you haven't shopped for insurance in uh, maybe over two or three years, get on the horn and get a hold of an independent insurance agent and uh, have them give you a quote so you can uh, have them shop a number of different companies for you because these sole provider insurance uh, companies that are out there right now are just not, they do not have your best interest in mind. And it's, it's apparent on just about every job that we work on that they are just, they're not taking care of their customers and, um, and you got to fight tooth and nail to get, get cars fixed the way they need to be fixed properly. And sometimes the customers, even though you've been a client of this um, insurance company for many years, 20 years or more, you don't really realize that the insurance companies sometimes do not have your best interests in mind. Right. And so to put a positive spin on that, Kenny, and yeah. put a little uh, Roycey positive spin on it, yeah. there are options. <laughs> uh, my roommate and I actually did this a year or so ago, and wouldn't you know it, we ended up insuring three cars uh, with better coverage than what we had with two cars. So it's. I think your advice is really, really sound. Even though you might, GLers, you might be happy with your coverage or your company, just for the heck of it, have an independent, what will you call them, broker? Independent insurance agent. Yeah. Yes, they, just, yeah. They, they handle multiple insurance companies. Yeah. I just had a customer in this morning that uh, she was with uh, a very well-known insurance company for 40 years, and she filed a claim, and they denied her. And um, Isn't that amazing? And, uh, you know, so you don't get extra, you know, just for staying with an insurance company for 5, 10, 20, 30, 40 years doesn't mean you're going to get better service. It doesn't mean that at all. Yeah. Well, that's great advice, Mike. Thank you very much. Pretty much everything that we need related to auto repair from under the hood to body work, you can find it at Schoonover Body Works and Auto Care. And, of course, they're the official body shop of Garage Logic, one of the top shops in the metro. We're talking SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. You guys, you got to read your emails before the show. I ne- neglected to do that. Don't give away the car today on the show. If I would have, you can leave that up, Reavers. That's really nice. That's very pleasant. Um, if I would have read my emails before the show, I would have been able to tell you when I was talking about Maple Grove Lock and Safe that right now you can get 20% off any in stock safe if you mention GL. You cannot combine that with any other offer. But if you need a safe, run in there today, mention us, and boom, 20% off. Sweet. This is awesome. Awesome, Joe. Here is the father of Dylan Height, John Height. <laughs> that's what I'm known as now, huh? Yeah, that's it. Huh? Does he ever write lyrics, John? No, he's, he doesn't. Are you ever tempted to? Yeah, but he doesn't. I mean, he's, I don't know how to explain it. I, it's too complicated to explain on, on the show. Rook, why don't you give he a list? doesn't want to. Why don't you give a list of lyrics for uh, for young Dylan to uh, maybe well, chew on? Every single song starts out, I woke up this morning. Right. And then he goes from there. I was laying in bed. 
Want yeah. down to go eat? No. Here's John Hyde in the newsroom. Take some aspirin for my head. Thank you. My neighbor was dead. <laughs> oh. oh. Wow. That got, yeah. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Joe. In news, new Metro Transit data shows more Minnesotans are using Metro Transit buses and light rail to get around. Great. How many are paying? Metro Transit said it's seeing about a 20% jump in ridership in the first five months of the year compared to last year with a huge jump in people taking the bus rapid transit line. The data shows numbers are currently sitting at 55% of pre-pandemic ridership. Metro Transit officials said crime has been a roadblock to boosting these stats. Police data shows in the first three months of this year, crime jumped up 66% compared to last year. Under Metro Transit Safety and Security Action Plan, officials said they're ramping up visibility to help riders feel safer. Metro Transit is planning to add another new round of service in August as they bring in more bus operators. One casualty of Russia's invasion of Ukraine is the agricultural situation in Ukraine. According to the Food and Ag Organization of the United Nations, Ukrainian farmers have suffered $3.9 billion in losses since the start of the Russian invasion. The UN study says agricultural enterprises reported a 9% decrease in the size of cultivated areas. Now a Minnesota group is trying to help out. Dave Gebhardt, the general manager of Earth Daily Agro, a Maple Grove farm analytics company, says farming is hard enough, a hard enough way to make a living. You can imagine what it's like in a war-torn country like Ukraine. Gebhardt grew up on a southern Minnesota farm. His family has been farming in the Austin area for five generations. Recently, he and his staff launched Farmerhood, a fundraising initiative to help Ukrainian farmers impacted by the war. Their fundraising goal? $1 million, enough to help 200 farmers with supplies. Gebhardt says Farmerhood has raised about three hundred grand with the help of Minnesota-based corporate sponsors. The plan is for each farm to get about $10,000 in supplies and equipment. The group says it's already received 300 requests for help from farmers in Ukraine. Not to mention the damage that war is doing to the environment, John. Uh, Greta yeah, Thunberg yeah, is, is first hand. She saw it. Did you yeah. guys see the uh, news story on the uh, cargo ship in New Jersey that was on fire? Yes. Might still be twelve stories. Wow! Full of cars. Wow. Two firefighters Oof. have died. Oh, they're uh, worried about the weight of the water sinking it. And, and you got to think that many of those cars are probably EVs, so those batteries are on fire. That put more smoke in the air over New Jersey. Mm-hmm than a million lawnmowers or 50 Olympic-sized swimming pools. Did this just happen? with boxes like of paper sources on that, yeah. Football fields. Yeah. We discussed, didn't something like this just happen a couple of years ago? Because you talked about it at length no, on the, the show. No, uh, it, it, the, the, it was the shipping container that had all the cars that went down. There's, In the middle of the ocean, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it was those yeah. Porsches and Lamborghinis. It. it was very yeah, high-end stuff. That's what it was. Yep. But that didn't result in a uh, the smoke that this resulted in. It was mm. really dreadful. Sounds like the fire's been out for a couple of days now. Oh, good. Good. No more firefighters left to die. Star Tribune reporting Target Field will be getting a $3.2 million in security upgrades to its perimeter with a resolution approved this morning by the Minnesota Ballpark Authority. Uh, While it's not as dramatic or as expensive as the fencing going up around U.S. Bank Stadium, the enhanced perimeter at Target Field shares the goal of meeting federal anti-terrorism standards for large public facilities. The upgrades are still being designed but will mostly involve adding bollards on portions of the perimeter to meet standards set by Homeland Security. 
security. For example, some parts of the building will need to withstand the impact of a 15,000-pound vehicle traveling at 50 miles an hour. Other areas do not need as much protection because they aren't as easily accessed by roads. Bismarck, Minnesota Ballpark Authority Executive Director Dan Kenny said the plan is in the early stages, but the granite benches along North 7th Street will likely be replaced with reinforced vertical posts similar to those in front of the Target Center. You know what that means? Target Field has better security than the White House cloakroom. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if we found cocaine at first base, you'll be able to find out absolutely. Who, who, which player owned it. Who should we take your pick? Yeah, take your pick. Minnesota's chief financial officer, a chief accounting officer, chief human resources officer, and state controller is leaving his role next month. Governor Tim Walz's office announced Minnesota Management and Budget Commissioner Jim Showalter's decision to resign yesterday afternoon after serving in the role under former Governor Mark Dayton and again since September 2020 under Walz. Showalter leaves as the longest-serving MMB commissioner in state history, according to the governor's office. His last day at work will be August 14th. Minnesota Driver and Vehicle Services is expanding to meet drivers in a more accessible way. A new option has the department setting up shop in grocery stores to get license plate tabs. The Anoka County Board of Commissioners approved an agreement with the state to place self-service kiosks at three Cub Food locations, one on Northdale Boulevard in Coon Rapids, one in Northtown Drive in Blaine, as well as the store on Silver Lake Road in St. Anthony. Each kiosk will have stickers and print license tabs on demand. You'll get charged a fee for using the kiosk. That fee will be $5 extra. No word yet on when the kiosks will be installed. If the program works for the county, more license tabs kiosks are likely to be added in the future. Can I get some carrots, a loaf of bread, and maybe uh, some uh, tabs for my car? Doesn't seem like a... <sighs> I wonder if you'll be able to get Complicated away with high, hijinks with this. Is there any way... Oh, I'm sure we'll this find a way. Use, be used by criminals Can't in some Can't you just get the tabs manner? by mail? Yeah, and yes. I, they have drills for a dentist now, too, I, that aren't foot things. Yeah, I guess you could if it was 1975. Wow. I get my tabs right. by mail. Of course yeah, you I, do. It works just I do, fine. Yeah, I do, I do too. Thank you, John. I'm sorry I said that. I, I go in person down to the DMV or to the... Well, you can pay for them online. It's not that big of a deal. No, it's easy. Uh, The Eagles' long goodbye tour is getting even a bit longer. The band announcing additional shows for the tour, including another night in St. Paul. Last week, the Eagles announced Excel Energy Center will host them on November 17th, and now they've added a November 18th show also. I'm sort of tempted. I'm kind of tempted. Steely Dan opens for the show. Joe Walsh is with them, right? I think John Hyde will be tempted. No, I, I, I'm not paying attention. Steely Dan I, I, I opens I for him. I've seen Steely Dan probably eight times in the last 15, 20 years. Yeah. Uh, and I don't want to pay the kind of money the well, Eagles are going to be asking. So. Steely Dan is no more. I, I mean, it's just you know, you're not going to You're not, not going to get me with this, Kenny. It's one Steely guy. Dan, so, well, half, no, it's a, it's a bunch of guys. It's, I had a rough well, day, man, remember. and I hate the bleeping Eagles. I hate the Steely Dan's. We hate the Steely Dan. No, I don't. I like Steely Dan. Steely Dan opens uh, the shows for the Eagles. Uh, this announcement comes on the day pre-sale. I think it should I- be the other way around. By yeah, the way. that how does that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Well, it's an Why Eagles don't... farewell tour, and they can make a lot more money than Steely Steely Dan. You're going to pay the normal price. Eagles, you're going to pay outrageous amounts for. 
Yeah. Cause Been there, done that. They have to, they'll, have to, they'll have to be I, there without I me. Think what Joe and I are saying is that Steely Dan is the far better band. Well, I agree completely with you, but that's not really the point in America. Come on. Steely Dan has the uh, the Eagles have the the yeah, uh, the I name. Got I got it. Yeah. The cachet. Yeah. Cachet. Good Aren't a couple of guys dead from that band too? Oh yeah. The Eagles. Yeah. Well, there's, well what do we got? We got a, we got one original member of the Eagles also. Yeah. So, so this whole bands. tour is a boondoggle. What a ripoff! Plus, it's about their tenth retirement tour. Jeez, they've been retiring since two thousand one or two thousand two. Oh, a bunch of scum! Is Vince Gill on this tour, Johnny? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, Vince Vince Gill and Fry's son, and uh, and uh, Henley, obviously Timothy B. Schmidt playing bass. I don't know if you guys know this. I don't know if you guys know this, but Vince Gill is a monster guitar player. uh, He's a monster guitar player, Chris. They, Thank you. John, would you say that this version of the Eagles is actually better than the original version well, of the Eagles? Maybe as musicians, <laughs> yeah, but it's a whole, I mean, you know, they were, you know, of their time. You had to, sure, you had to right. put that into, into the same yeah. with Steely Dan. It's yeah. a great, uh, some of the best musicians in the world right now are playing with Steely Dan, but, you know, it's a different thing. How much cocaine do you think... Um, the Eagles went through in just one day in the 70s. A lot. A lot. More than it was left at the White House. Yeah. Well, that, that would be in one hour. And the More. Eagles would have found out whose bag it was. That's right. They would have fought about it, probably. Uh, why don't we take a break on that cocaine note and send it over to the Rookster? Certainly send it over. Uh, I bet these guys have been to Croatia. I bet the Eagles have probably performed in Croatia. Do you bet think? they have not. Okay, well, then I invite them to join me on a tour of Croatia aboard the Adriatic King. It's a beautiful boat. Go to escapewithusvacations.com to learn more about this excursion. It's next July, not this July. It's in 2024, and I am leading the cruise. You're going to live with me for eight days on an 18-cabin motor yacht that offers the perfect blend of simple luxury and spacious comfort. Check it out online. There's a whole video. Plus, there's a nice list of what you is included in this trip. Seven nights, eight-day cruise from Split to Dubrovnik. You will learn that I will be fluent in Croatian once we get back. Is it they speak Croatian? Yes. I'm not sure. All right, but here's the deal. The whole <laughs> list of everything you get is right there. Uh, there's beautiful you get a state life rooms. jacket. Uh, they've got a life jacket. The collar kind? Yeah, you they get the old one, school. The one old life school. jacket. And you're getting it. Nobody with else you is up, in get the, it. up in the pilot's house, it's going to look like one flew over the cuckoo's nest. I can't wait to take the, the helm of the big <laughs> the big wheel, the yeah. big spindle wheel. Uh, yeah. It is going to be a lot of time. So many garage logicians have already signed up, and there is a couple spots available. And if we fill this one up, they're looking for a second uh Second boat. Second yacht, private yeah. yacht. So give this number a call, 651-788-4338, 651-788-4338. But do yourself a favor and check it out online because it's going to be a blast. We are going to have fun. Start saving your money right now because I want to party with you in Croatia. From high atop the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. We're celebrating 30 years of Garage Logic. Thanks in part to North American Banking Company. Would you uh, uh, tell me why we need to talk to Bobby? I put him on hold. It was a uh, it was a uh, drive off story in uh, oh, Bobby? Frederick, Wisconsin. Yeah, Bobby, go ahead, please. 
Hey, Joe. Hi. Hey, I was the first ever uh, drive-off in Frederick, Wisconsin here pretty recently. You you uh, you drove off without paying? Uh, well, let's put it this way. I stop in there frequently and uh, get my supplies and my lotto and pay for my gas, and then I usually go out and pump my gas and I leave. Uh-huh. Well, I... I did what I thought I normally do, and I went back the next day, and there stood the manager with some money in his hand and told me uh, the first drive-off that prepaid his gas and didn't pump it. That's wonderful. A reverse drive-off. It's wonderful. a reverse drive-off. <laughs> Great story. Hey, hey Joe. Yeah. I, I think I should get a ray of hope, and then I'm going to go back to fishing here. I'm out on Bowen Lake over here by Lufthansa. So. Uh, I'm going to give you that right here. You hang on the line. Here it comes. Just a minute. Thank I, you, sir. I can't find it. Just a minute. I'm going to get it, though, pal, because if anybody deserves it, it's you. Here's today's ray of hope. Thank you. Thanks, y'all. Save oh. that. Save that call. Yeah, I got you. Flag it right. What was his name? Uh, Bobby. 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 Get that call. I want to hear it again. I didn't think it was going to end. I that didn't way. think it was ending that no, way. I, I actually either. told Rook, put your finger on the button. Yeah, this isn't going to end that well. That was fantastic. <laughs> it's a reverse. Yeah, I uh, had some money for me the next day. I, <laughs> I prepaid and drove off, and I didn't pay. Oh. I didn't pump the gas. Yeah, you could tell he'd been fishing all afternoon. Oh, too. <laughs> that is fantastic. Don't lose that call. No, sir. 30 Years of Garage Logic is brought to you by North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. To learn more, go to nabankco.com. Join us all summer long as we look back at 30 years of GL memories. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Up this morning and I went downstairs. Didn't mess with my own hair. I didn't care. That didn't work. No. Huh? That was off to a good start, though. Okay, let me try it again. Oh, God. Woke up this morning and I went downstairs. Looked at my hair. It's a mess. I didn't even care. But it was stolen. Oh my! Yeah. That's all I got. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> C plus. Yeah, all right. C plus. They're uh, they're still rolling in at Moon Motorsports in Monticello. I'm talking about the latest Triumph models uh, into what has to be the most exciting showroom in our area. We're talking the Triumph Street Triple 766 Moto 2 Edition, the Rocket 3R Chrome. They also have a complete lineup of the latest generation of the Triumph Tiger Adventure motorcycles. That includes the 850 Sport in both graphic and Baja Orange. Uh, the Triumph lineup, as you know, if you've ever been on a bike or, or looked around, vast and varied a lot to choose from you can see them all at moonmotorsports.com and if you like it in the dirt or you like running into town on your atv or the trail or the lake 
you got to get to Moon because they've got a whole bunch of Polaris Sportsman's in stock. They make the finest lineup of both 4x4 ATVs and side-by-sides. You can see the whole exciting models right there at Moon. And they're, they're in Monticello, just 25 minutes west of the Twin Cities, south of 94. And, of course, on the web, moonmotorsports.com. Say we played a piece, Joe, during that break, and it made me realize... I can't remember the last time we had a ray of hope on GL. Oh, we've it, had them. It's Positive Thursday. Oh, Could you, you can get them. Try to fit in a ray of <laughs> yeah, hope before the end of the you, show. We'll have them. Yeah. yeah. In other news, a tornado touched down last night near Chicago's O'Hare International Airport, prompting passengers to take shelter and disrupting hundreds of flights. A confirmed tornado on the ground about 7 in the evening, according to the National Weather Service in Chicago. Video from TV stations showed hundreds of people taking shelter in an O'Hare, in an O'Hare concourse. Oh. About 169 flights were canceled, 500 delayed, according oh. to the Flight Tracking Service. Flight Aware, numerous tornadoes reported in the Chicago area. Area last evening. That's what I want to do. Shelter in place at O'Hare. Yeah. Gross. In the best of all conditions, it's still a horrible airport. But yeah. think about it. It's so big that you could run to one end and not even realize the other end's getting uh, obliber- obliterated True. by a tornado. Yep. Obliberated? Obliterated. Federal judge yesterday found a Minnesota man, Brian Christopher Mock, guilty of the 11 charges he faced for his action during the January 6, 2021 insurrection, including assaulting law enforcement. Using video evidence, prosecutors described four alleged assaults by Mock outside the Capitol. He was also charged with taking two police riot shields and obstructing an official proceeding. The 44-year-old Mock was arrested in Minneapolis more than two years ago. After driving from Minnesota, Mock was part of the mob of then-President Donald Trump supporters who stormed the Capitol grounds disrupted Congress from working to certify the results of the 2020 presidential election that Trump lost. The January 6th uh, episode also having some more court cases coming from it. Fox News has been hit with another defamation lawsuit, this time by Ray Epps. Epps, you might remember, the former U.S. Marine turned Arizona wedding venue operator who was in Washington on January 6th. The suit says uh, Fox's former primetime star Tucker Carlson repeatedly placed Epps, a supporter of then-President Trump, who says he sought to stave off any bloodshed at the center of the violent siege on the U.S. Capitol. Carlson's guests and his own remarks claim that uh, Epps helped instigate the violence and also that he must have been working with a federal agency to do it. Epps is now sued, according to his attorney, Michael Teeter. He and his wife were Fox viewers and Carlson fans whose lives were turned upside down by those reports on the network. The gunman who killed 11 people at a Pittsburgh synagogue in 2018 is eligible for the death penalty. That coming from a federal jury this morning, setting the stage for further evidence and testimony on whether he should be sentenced to death or life in prison. The government wants capital punishment for Robert Bowers, who raged against Jewish people online before storming the Tree of Life synagogue with an AR-15 rifle and other weapons. The jury agreed with prosecutors that Bowers, who spent six months planning the attack and has since expressed regret that he didn't kill more people, had formed the requisite legal intent to kill. This season's MLB All-Star Game averaged a record low 3.9 rating and 7.01 million viewers, down 7% from last year, according to Sports Media Watch. The MLB, 
MLB All-Star Game has now set a record low in ratings with five of the last seven games. Uh, despite the drop in ratings, the game is still way ahead of other All-Star Games. The NFL's Pro Bowl drew a little over $6.2 million, and the NBA All-Star Game was well below the other two. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that game is not getting the ratings it once did? Because there's just not that much interest in baseball in general. And the two, daily attendance figures have been marvelous. No, but from a from a television viewing standpoint, plus it's summer. I mean, I don't, I didn't, I, I didn't know, watch they the, have game. the All-Star no, game. I know, but I didn't sit and watch the All-Star game, and I love baseball. I have a completely different, I think all the All-Star games have been somewhat watered down. It's not the... Somewhat? But well, this is the only one that still resembles. They're an practically game. holding their kid in their arm when they're at bat. Well, that's what I mean. It's game. become all this. It hasn't been. Uh, let's go win. Let's do this. In I, other I, words, we're a long way from Pete Rose killing Ray Foster. Yes. Yes. Uh, no, yeah. that's that's it exactly. I did watch about half the game, and uh, it was really off-putting because too many people were smiling and happy. Uh, too I, many I, people I, were having too good of a time. Yeah, I didn't enjoy that part at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was way too friendly. Nobody got hit by a pitch. Right. Nobody got tackled uh, coming into home plate. <laughs> it, it was just, it was a sham. I, I watched pretty much the whole thing and loved the whole thing, except the world's ugliest uniforms. God Almighty! Yeah, they need off. to go back yeah, to wearing they, their own uniforms. Oh, yeah, they were. Yeah. Oh no, I don't mind that. At least I don't. Uh, whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Whatever. Uh, yeah. Here's, here's a depressing story. This this story depresses. Oh, good. Bring it on. Me. Bring it on. Good. Amid a cascade of devastating reports showing classroom test scores plummeting nationwide, U.S. students have also hit a record low. In their leisure time, casual reading has collapsed. They don't read. They don't Only read. They play with their phones. these kids these days? Only 14% of students say they read for fun oh my every God. day, according to the National Assessment of Educational Progress report released recently. That's down 3% from 2020 and 13% from 2012. The report indicates 31% of students never or hardly ever <clears throat> read for fun you gotta read you know coming from you that's <laughs> yeah. this is my you advice gotta read. you gotta read you i gotta love read. that matthew said what's wrong with these kids these days crazy. You, know, you, you know what it is matthew what's they're that? on they're on the dope they're on the dope they're, on they're the calling dope. their own they're on the reefer i sure <laughs> smell a lot of dope when i'm driving around uh, it's a distinct smell it that really i can't is. see is it coming from your glove box nope long hair and loud music yep i saw reefer bastards. madness that's what happens <laughs> Experts say the relationship between reading and academic success is crucial at a time when students are facing roadblocks to reading for fun, ranging from social media to not being introduced to books that interest them. The Common Sense Media reported in 2015, most children had a phone by the age of 14. In 2022, Stanford Medicine found the average age had, age had reached 11. That, of course, is a point where a lot of kids start reading instead of mm -hmm. phone. And well, you it's truly the end depressing. of the world. Well, and it's you, depressing. as an author, what did you wrote? You wrote a, a book, uh, "The River Is Mad" or something like that. Yep. Um, the river is mad. How the and I I told you to. The title was too long. The river's really mad, and then I just said, "Why don't you shorten it down a little bit?" And then it was uh, what was it, Mad River? Madriver. Madriver. Yeah. yeah. Madriver. I mean, it's this is a classic case of uh, <laughs> journalism. <laughs> huh? What the hell are you talking I about? I don't know. I didn't read it. Let him go. He's on a roll. Yeah, right. Yeah. A teenage <laughs> book. <laughs> 
A teenage boy who has a the two foot long mad. A teenage boy who has a two foot long tail is worshipped in India as a Hindu monkey god. Why does this always happen? In oh, India? We've had these before. You got a lot of guys with tails over there. Yes. Fourteen year old Suresh has a bizarre clump of black hair growing from the bottom of his back, extending outward, looks just like a tail. He's had hair there since he was a child. Over the years, the clump has grown and grown, now measuring two feet after being styled into a braid. But was mom friends with Mr. Ed? What's going on here? <laughs> you know, in, <laughs> in, in years past, we would have been able to call this gentleman and talk to that right. person. We but that's that true. Yeah. We can't do that anymore, can we? No. Residents of Barwani, Madhya Pradesh, India, have compared Suresh to Shiri Hanuman, a Hindu god who has a long monkey's tail. Hanuman is yeah. one of the central characters of the Hindu epic Ramayana. Some doctors have suggested Suresh's tail is the result of a rare genetic condition, although another school of thought is that it's due to the lack of nutrients during mom's pregnancy. Hmm. According to his older brother, their dad attempted to slice the tail off when Whoa. Suresh was about five years old, and that resulted in the young lad falling ill. Despite some of his stunned neighbors revering Suresh as a god, others mock him. The teenager is now desperate to get rid of his tail as a result, although sadly it doesn't look like doctors will be able to help him. Suresh says the abnormal clump of hair impacts his life beyond simply being made fun of. He says it irritates him, impacting his sleep and the clothes he wears. It also is painful when he sits down or gets up, and he says the whole thing makes it hard to focus on his studies. That'd be tough, though. Uh, you know, going to high school and you got a tail. Yeah, yeah. May yeah. uh, I yeah. put you on hold, please? Could right. you hold, please? Yes. That'd be tough. Uh, where could I send a dollar or two? Uh, There's got to be a doc. Gotta I want to get this fixed. I, I, <laughs> I want to help. I want to help. Or, you know, maybe this is your thing. Yeah. No, what's he your... doesn't like it. I know, yeah, but you well, could become famous. Yeah. Hey, what's your deal? Oh, I got a tail. Yeah. Are, you on, are you on the circuit? Walk does the, the tail, hall, uh, does it wag? It's, Only if it's he's just happy. Yeah. A... <laughs> Can he, does he, can can he do the helicopter between his legs or make it stand straight up? It's just a big clump of hair, fellas, if you haven't seen the pictures. No, well, the poor guy. Yeah, Seriously, I want to send a buck or two. Where do I, I mean, uh, here, I'll who, give it to him. Who would get that there, too? We can do that. We can do that. I just could put, what's his first name only, right? Suresh. Like, Suresh, right? Suresh. Mumbumba, India. Mm -hmm. yeah. Why did I get a from St. Paul? Oh, just put it on the chopping block and hack it off. That's, oh, no. Well, he, the they did that, did that when, he, when he was five. Then he got hurt. Tough. Try it again. It fell, he fell Man ill. Up. Man he fell up. ill. So, and it, it, does, it grows from a, a large patch of hair, so oh. I think it will just keep growing. You know who can No matter what this. you do. I bet it's popular at the beach. Dr. Pimple Popper. Oh. She can handle this. Oh, yeah. yeah. She wow. squeezed that thing; it would burst. Right. God, that's you so know, if you think you got problems oh, in God. life, yeah. you know, you could think, well, but there's a guy in India with a tail. Yeah. Yep. So Resh has got a tail. I got it pretty good. Do they have know? to have special? <laughs> does he have to have special pants? I wonder. Uh, I think he just yeah, stuffs a, it in the pants. It's got like a zip like Donald Duck, there. where he just it's just out there. Yeah. Well, do you think it could oh. be just a giant carbuncle with uh, hair growing out of it? I don't know, but I wish we could help him. I don't like this. This is a sad story. I think we should make this a garage logic. Uh, Let's um, save whatever. Paresh from his tail. Save, yeah, there you go. Yep. Is that our ray of hope that I asked for? Yes, and I'm going to give it to you. That we're willing to uh, 
we're willing to help here. Uh, I don't think I even have that ray of hope. Here's today's ray of hope. There you go. We're going to save I, the tail. I wonder how much GLers would give for a little tail. I'd give a bottle oh, to it. That's that the only reason so bad. you did that story. That was the John, only was, reason. I, I didn't. I had no idea. Stick to reading the news. I'm sorry. You know, know. Uh, what, are they gonna, what are they going to do with it when they do finally cut it off? When they cut my ponytail off, we attached it to the front of uh, Tom Cook's kick drum at the entry. Yeah. And every yeah. time he hit the drum, the ponytail went flying out. <laughs> It'd be fun if he could, like, bring it on tour. Like at the state fair, I'd pay money to see the tail. <laughs> see the tail. Well, it wasn't there a time when at the state fair he would have been a sideshow attraction? Sure, certainly. Come and see the boy with the tail. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Tail man. Make some yeah, money. Yeah, Reavers is right. But now we've taken employment away from all the freaks, <laughs> hurting them, hurting them seriously. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, we uh, we we have found it to be too insensitive. Ah. Uh. To have the tail boy in a cage there in the midway. It used to be chic to be a freak. Yep. Now we have, uh, I don't know what they have down there. I don't go down there anymore. There's, there's really nothing. It's just yeah. games. Games yeah. of chance. You know what I heard? The reason that he uh, grew the tail? They had uh, bad water. Really? Oh, yeah. Bad water. Really? You don't want yeah. bad water. You yeah, do not want bad water. What, what right. could he have done, Chris? Well, they should have called Hofferman Waters what they should have done. The Indian oh, will they go to India? I think that's a bit out of their radius, but you never know. So if you are in India, give them a call today. They're an independent water treatment dealer, by the way. I've been a customer of Connecticut and Hofferman for years now, and you should be too. Get on the schedule, 952-894-4040. That's their phone number. Or just go to their website, Hofferman, which you can reach in India, hoffermanwater.com. If you go on their website, you can see every single system that they have to offer. Maybe you're in the uh, market for a new water softener, an iron rust or odor filtration system, or a brand new drinking water system that you want installed in your kitchen. Well, the proud the proud people at Hofferman Water are here to take care of you. They've been uh, they've been taking care of me and my family for years. They'll take great care of you. Hoffermanwater.com. They have been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Tell them you heard about them here on the Garage Logic podcast. work. I'm not sure. Why doesn't this work? Reality with a bite. The Joe Shushere Show. Easy for me to say. There are seven words and phrases that make people think less of you professionally. Interesting. If you use them. Okay. And the the uh, the counsel given here is that rather than use them, you should not say anything at all. Okay. Apparently, uh, I don't know. This is from Inc.com, whatever that is. I don't know. But uh, there, here are seven unhelpful words and phrases. Now, you tell me if you've ever used these because they, they make others think less of you professionally. Okay. I can't. <laughs> Have you ever have you ever used that? Yeah, yeah. Kind of recall. Yeah. Far, how far back? Yeah. I may have used it once or twice. Very. This one is just lazy, but more to the point, it usually doesn't mean anything. 
There are far more effective adjectives and modifiers that can be used in place of very. Rather than say someone is very capable, uh, describe them as skillful or swap very tired for exhausted. That one doesn't bother me. The that first, very doesn't bother me. The first no, one, yeah. though, really, really right. bothers me. I hate when you people should never say, hear from I, I, you the words "I can't." No, tell me how you're going to get it done. How you're going to figure it out? Don't tell me what you out. can't do. Tell me what you can do. Very you, interesting. Here's here's a phrase you should not use. <laughs> yes, that's not my job. I I would say that to you a thousand yeah. times. Yeah. Hey, Freddy get this Crimson, guy in the lawn for me. That's not my job. It's not my job. Right. Yeah. Chico, and, Chico and the man, remember? It's yeah. not my job. It's not my job. It's not my job. I don't have time. Oh, mm. if I had a dime. Oh. If mm. I had a dime. <laughs> for all the time you don't have. Right. Everyone has the same amount of time in a day. Telling a coworker, boss, or client you don't have time for something is rude. Moreover... It can cast an unflattering light on your time management skills. Mm. Which are pretty good. Alternate phrases include variations of, can we discuss this when I'm finished with the project I'm working on? Or I, I, I give that one to Chris all the time, although it's worded a little differently. It's usually shut the F up and let me finish this, you <laughs> right. bleepity bleep. Right, I've heard that. But it's the same idea. Same idea, yeah. This yeah. one, I've suffered... For 30 years with from you oh. guys. What do you got? Is it to apply to me? You'll have it soon. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Translated wow. Uh, to the way Reavers. Uh, Reavers is actually quite cr uh, quite creative in the way he says you'll have it mm -hmm. soon. Go ahead, Chris. One day closer. <laughs> One day closer. <laughs> you see, soon has never been defined. So, well, right here. Soon is not quantifiable. So, yeah. And is therefore heavily subject to interpretation. Without hard deadlines, yes. things often slip off the radar. Providing a firm date or time not only sets a clear expectation, it can also help keep you accountable. If you'd prefer more flexibility, commit to a window of time. That is, you'll have it Wednesday or Thursday at the latest. I'm sticking with soon. You'll have it soon. We should. Oh. Oh. I've been oh, this right uh, here. Yeah, Hello. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Guilty. Look into the mirror, Mr. Mayor. This we usually implies kicking the can down the road. Yep. <laughs> we should should only be used in conjunction with a definitive time boxed action item. No. Yours wow. is uh yeah. we sounds, should think about taking Friday. That sounds way too accountable. <laughs> yeah. We should I take don't. more time off in summer. Yeah, yeah. we should. Yeah, we Who really says should. that? Me. <laughs> I don't know. That's uh, that's heartfelt. I, yeah. I don't See, mess with that. I don't mind. I don't mind I, it either. Because that's I would at least honest. Yeah, uh -huh. I would rather have somebody say that than make up some BS just to be talking. Well, according to the this nonsense that that I'm reading. Uh, I don't know is a dead end. And while it's improved when followed by a commitment to finding an answer, a better approach is to provide the information you do know. It's a difference between I don't know when the shipment will arrive and the shipment was scheduled to arrive on Monday. I will follow up with the carrier for an update and come back to you by the end of the day. You know when you'll so get you it. you could learn something from Seems this. Like lot, you'll get it you know. soon. 
<laughs> yeah. The delivery would be here soon. The problem with I don't know for me is I tend to say it in a kind of a smart alecky way. So I'll say, you'll ask me a question. I'll go, I don't know. I don't know. But then the thing with you, and we all know this, and you, you can't fight it is we can ask you something, and if you don't know, you immediately set to figuring it out. That saves us well, that's true, from actually you know. doing the research. Do you think you that guys can nuts. remember any of these admonitions and then maybe be more th- uh, thought of more highly in uh, I, your professionalism? I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> I can't. Soon. Soon. Yeah. I'll try very hard, though. That's not my job. Yeah. <laughs> One note from the University of, uh, uh, what is it? Let me find it. Garage Logic. Scotland's, uh, in Inverness, Scotland's University of the Highlands and Islands has flagged the 1953 Pulitzer Prize winning Old Man in the Sea by Ernest Hemingway for its graphic fishing scenes. Wow. Shut oh, my God. Up. Wow. You know, a lot of this weird crap comes out of Scotland. They're very screwed up. This is messed up. And I, and I would love oh. to live there. And it's just, I can't, they're nuts. <laughs> they got a content warning on it now. Uh, and they have a content warning on the sun also rises because uh, of the attitudes expressed. Islands in the Stream and the Sun Also Rises, the best two books he did. I love those two. Mm-hmm. This is according to documents obtained by the Daily Mail, so that, that it's somewhat suspect. But I believe that they would do such a thing at the failed academy. How how can a fishing scene be graphic? I haven't read The Old Man in the Sea for quite some time. Uh, you catch a fish, right? Right. I mean, what's, not, there's a hook What about the, the movie with, um, wasn't Spencer Tracy? Was Spencer in the movie. Tracy, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Just amazing. Well, it's the failed academy. It's worldwide. Only because they come to us. All the way from Fernandina, the villages, Florida, from the Traveling Lymans. It was on this day. July 13th. In 1787, Congress passed the Northwest Ordinance. It was authored by Thomas Jefferson. Hmm. It set up rules of government for the Northwest Territory of the U.S., which included present-day Minnesota east of the Mississippi River. Slavery was outlawed. The land was to be surveyed into townships, and each township was to set aside land for a school. In addition, the ordinance stated that the utmost good faith shall always be observed towards the Indians, their land, and their property. Hmm. What the hell happened? What year was that? 1787. Yeah, things took 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 an awful, yeah, a little bit of a turn there. (laughs) On this day in 1832. July 13th. Yellowhead, an Ojibwe leader and a, a Gokwa, showed Henry Rose Schoolcraft Lake that Lake Itasca is the source of the Mississippi River. Schoolcraft named the lake from the Latin words veritas caput, truth head, using the last syllable of veritas and the first of caput. The Ojibwe name for the lake is Omushkos. Did not know that. Elk Lake. Okay. Mm-hmm. On this day in 1862. 713. 
The 3rd Minnesota Infantry Regiment suffered one of the great embarrassments of the Civil War when it surrendered to a smaller Confederate force led by Nathan Bedford Forrest, who convinced the Minnesotans that his force was much larger than theirs. The men would be paroled and eventually return to action fighting well under new officers. So they fooled us. Minnesota. Yeah, make yourself look big. But they had, we had our day uh, in Gettysburg I think a year, so. year later. On this day in 1881. Are you talking about today, July 13th? And I don't know how this made the list, but it did. Fairbowl begins requiring dog licenses. <laughs> we did, huh? In 1881. I didn't know that well, we had to have one. Why would one. that make the news? That's what I said. Yeah. I said, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how this happened. You're saying you don't know? I don't know. It's not my job. Okay. (laughs) On this day in 1890. It's a long one today. It is. A lot of stuff today. On this day in 1890. July 13th, Joe. The steamer Sea Wing, carrying a large party and towing a barge, capsized in a sudden storm on Lake Pepin. 25 individuals managed to clamber back on the boat, but a few hours later, the boat turned turtle again throwing the survivors back in the water. By the time the boat and the barge are driven ashore, 98 individuals had drowned. Wow! Surprisingly, no one on the barge was hurt. Wow. Just the sea wing towing it. Hmm. Wow. On this day in 1977... <laughs> uh, I think it's July 13th. Today. The Still? city of Kinney, St. Louis County, seceded from the United States. What? The city council, frustrated by unsuccessful attempts to obtain a grant from the federal government for a water project, decided to secede and apply for foreign aid because <laughs> there is less paperwork. Passports were issued by sympathizers in New Haven, Connecticut. Although the U. Although the United States did not recognize Kinney as a foreign country, Duluth's frozen food king, Gino Pellucci, did, giving Kinney a used Ford to replace the city police car, which no longer ran, and 10 cases of frozen pizza for good measure. (laughs) Throw throw him some pizza. Let's go. Look up Kinney, Minnesota right now. K-I-N-N-E-Y. Whatever happened to us seceding from the state of Minnesota? Yeah, what happened? Well, we're here in the sustainable urban core. St. Louis County. Yeah, does the Kinney still exist? It looks like it. It looks like it, yeah. Yeah. It's up up 169 people at the time of the 2010 census. So they did not succeed in their secession efforts. They were they they were bent on leaving the country in 1977 because they couldn't get a damn water permit just east of Chisholm. <laughs> yep, and there's a lot less paperwork involved when you get the money from the furners. Four point one three square miles. Thank you. Is the total land in water? I don't like paperwork. It, it would appear it was a uh, like a fun thing, Joe. Not a I think they so. weren't serious, but it turned into a fun thing. I, I in fact I have a vague memory of this playing out in the news back in nineteen seventy seven. Yeah, it was on it says that nationally NBC. They probably Nightly made news. national news. Yeah. yeah. Because they uh, they put up a good fuss there and got a lot of attention for it. And old Gino Pellucci came through with a used Ford. He got himself some pub, didn't he? And ten cases of frozen pizza. Brilliant. Gino, you know, Duluth, like St. Paul and Minneapolis, Duluth used to be one hell of a town. 
but it's all fallen. It's uh, we've all fallen to the disastrous Wayside. activist yeah. crowd of positive Thursday. Happy positive Thursday, GLers. Thank you for joining us. We gave us. up on that positive Thursday about five years ago. Are Let you tell that me? to Mike Schoonover, who pays big money to sponsor Positive Thursday? Well, you he took my beer. You. Scooney sent pictures today of the new place. I know. It's looking really good. It's a big, big outfit. Yeah. Yeah. It's where to get your car fixed. All's I got. All's I got. <laughs> Thank you very much, GLers. Now, we won't be here tomorrow. There will be an episode, though, for you to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Is this another uh, hard effort on your part to uh, go and find something that's really maybe hasn't been heard that often? I don't know. <laughs> I, I knew he'd use one of the seven one of them, phrases. One of them, yeah, Any one of, one of them would have worked. You could have said, I can't. You know what I like to do? I don't Not have time. I like to um, I like to stick my hand into the old grab bag and kind of see what comes out. He's going to slap it together two minutes before he starts. You know, if you want to be replaced by golf carts, just, just keep, keep it up. Just keep it up. Why don't you two do what you always do when we're gone, is you and Rook like to do a little bit of a show yourself. Why don't you do, do that? Well, we only yeah. did it the one time because we just both so happened to be in the room at the same time. And that was after the mayor's um, absence. That's why we decided to do that. Thank you very much, GLers. Hey, everybody. It's John here, and I want to tell you how you can eat stress-free this spring with Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals. You can get their fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals ready to eat in just two minutes. Weekly menu of 35 options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. And they use premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus for the no-fuss meals. And get rid of the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Just heat and serve. My favorite, the jalapeno lime cheddar chicken. Customize your weekly meals to get as much or as little as you need. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Head to factormeals.com slash garagelogic50 use code GarageLogic50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code GarageLogic50 at factormeals.com slash GarageLogic50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Thank you, GLS, for going to PodMN on your smartphone to find a podcast that interests you. It's a free service and available to you, PodMN, on your smartphone. Also, YouTube. That's another free service we offer you. You can subscribe to Garage Logic on YouTube. Super easy to do and very entertaining with what uh, clips you will find. Now, the best part is the Garage Logic Town Council. For $10 a month or $100 a year, you will get insight. You know what that is? Nothing. Nothing. You're going to hear what we talk about during the breaks, before the show, after the show. And you're going to be invited to special events. And all you have to do is go to garagelogic.com and click on the button for town council. Do it today. Why are you going to delay? Bra? Is it bra or cha? Cha. Cha. That's right, bra. I don't know. It is time once again that we check in with our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is with us once again, and boy, now's the time for you to do the same. So do not delay. Pick up the phone and do what I did. Dial 952-925-5608. 
952-925-5608. That number, once again, is 952-925-5608. You call that number, you get Josh. And as always, you will always get straight talk. You will never get sugar-coated advice. And the man himself, Josh Arnold, is with us once again here in Garage Logic. And today, Josh, you would like to discuss the Fed and Disney. We'll start with the Fed, and only because I talk a lot about the, the Fed and its impact on the market both stocks and on bonds. The Fed is going to be meeting in the next couple of weeks, and the likelihood of the Fed raising interest rates 25 basis points or a quarter of 1% seems very high. And that's based on their minutes, based on several speeches and comments that Fed governors have made, as well as Fed Chief Jay Powell, who has emphasized that the Fed will have at least two more hikes this year. The mantra from the Fed continues to be, higher and for longer until the Fed can bring inflation numbers down to their 2% target. I do want to remind people, and I do do this on a continuing basis, that this 2% target seemed to come out during the Bernanke-led Fed when the Fed could not believe that the economy, as it was starting to expand a little bit during the Obama administration and then during the Trump administration, could not bring inflation above their 2% target. So they tried everything they could think of, bringing down in- interest rates almost zero, buying up bonds in order to drive longer-term rates down, and still no inflation until the government-mandated shutdown due to COVID and coming out of that government-mandated shutdown as the economy started to come to life, there was tremendous demand built up, pent up demand for everything and not enough supply. Fed initially said that this was transitory and quite frankly, I agreed with them. The inflation was transitory and particularly the inflation was transitory in commodities and commodity prices have come down and come down fairly quickly. Bear in mind a year ago, the price of oil was about $120 a barrel. It's uh, $75 a barrel today. And that's even with all of the OPEC, and I do emphasize all the OPEC cuts in production. Well, production is ramping up elsewhere, but OPEC has cut production in order to elevate prices, and that's not being done. Lumber prices are down. Copper prices are down. Just across the board, commodity prices are down. Positive thing. You go to the grocery store, and you can see fresh vegetable prices are down. Processed foods, however, are still up. Cost of manufacture, processed foods, of course, is rising. Why? Cost of labor has gone up. Some of that has been mandated. And if the Fed cannot think that, oh, we have wage inflation, how did that come about? And they just look and say, well, we have a shortage of workers. No, there's not a shortage of workers. Heck, the labor participation rate is only 62.5%, for God's sakes. That's not high. There are an awful lot of people that are still able to work but haven't come back to work. There's still an abundance of jobs if people want them. But yes, wages have gone up. Part of that is mandated. You have a mandated 50% increase in, in minimum wage. That's going to be passed through customers. Price of gasoline had also moved up. The price of manufacturing overall had moved up. That's reflected in processed food prices. I go to eat out. I'm eating out for lunch every day. Menu prices, where I go, have gone up. 
price of labor, price of health insurance, which has gone up. There are all these little increases. Yes, they're there. Raising interest rates is not going to bring them down. Today, one Fed governor from San Francisco, Governor Fed Governor Daly, said we're now data dependent. It's still higher for longer. And we'll see where that goes. But the Fed will try very desperately to engineer a soft landing. When it comes to soft landing, well, now we're going to start talking about stocks. And strategists, I'm not going to say across the board, but most equity strategists and many fixed income or bond strategists are still calling for a recession. Now, first, it was the start at the beginning of 2023, based on the inverted yield curve. Then it was the middle of 2023. Now it's the end of 2023 and into 2024. That could happen. But bear in mind that we came out of a recession. First was the government-mandated recession in 2021. And then in 2022, based on statistics that say anytime you have two straight quarters of negative GDP growth, which we had in the first and second quarter of 2022, that's a recession. My sense is we're into some type of rolling recovery from industry to industry, and that recovery has been led by technology companies. And right now, technology companies seem to be leading the market. That's where a lot of the growth is still. And a lot of that is coming from the excitement over artificial intelligence. I'm not of the opinion that artificial intelligence is going to be the be-all and end-all, but you mentioned artificial intelligence along with a stock, the stock will move up. Today, Shopify uh, said that they have an artificial intelligence program that's going to help their subscribers or sellers. Shopify stock is up on the news. NVIDIA stock, chip manufacturer, which is considered one of the leaders in artificial intelligence, moved up even more today when they announced that they are helping to fund medical company to develop medicines using artificial intelligence. Big, big stuff. Plus, NVIDIA said that they are considering investing in ARM holding another chip manufacturer that is going to be spun out of SoftBank. Very interesting. The only person that hasn't really talked about artificial intelligence has been Bob Iger, whose contract was extended for two years at Disney yesterday, and he continues to make changes in Disney's lineup. His plan is to buy the rest of Hulu from Comcast and make that grow. He is of the belief that streaming can be profitable. Not so much anymore, and Disney stock has been down. Streaming growth has actually slowed, in many cases, reversed at Disney and other other companies, whether it be Fox, Paramount, Peacock, Comcast, all for offer streaming. The only place where streaming seems to be increasing has been at Netflix. Disney still has many adherents, but right now, I am not one of them. Excellent advice, Mr. Money Talk. You heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to pick up the phone and make the call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608, where you're always going to get straight talk and never, ever sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day, a fantastic weekend, and we'll talk to you again next week. Look forward to it, Chris. Thanks. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.